Hello and welcome to the Seeking Health Podcast. I'm Josiah. And I'm Jessica. We were missionaries for seven years. Until we step back in 2019 to seek health and re-examine our beliefs. Right now, I'm a Christian, but not an evangelical. And I'm an agnostic and also very much not an evangelical. And we are deconstructing. And reconstructing together. Listen to some of our key episodes such as Deconstructing Together, Domestic Abuse, I Am a Survivor, The Cult of ATI Part 1 and 2, and Dehumanize by Purity Culture. Join us on our journey as we seek health together. Well, it's been a while since we've podcasted. This is our season two, I guess. I guess, yeah. (laughs) One thing that's really important to us is that we don't force things. Mm -hmm. We go with the flow. If something dies... It dies. If a program dies, it dies. That's mm-hmm. it. Like it's, we don't force it. So, um, a lot of things happen when we end it. When we like stop podcasting, <laughs> a lot of things was going on, and we just mentally couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just other things that we needed to focus on. So, we took an unplanned break, mm-hmm. and we were okay with that. Yep. So, we're back. And we have no plan. There's no. Um, this is our season two and this is our plan. <laughs> this <laughs> is the start of season two, but it might only be one episode. It might be one episode. <laughs> it might be a very short season. Or it might just be a big gap to the second episode. Yeah. Anyways, so there's no pressure. It's okay. So I have a question for you. Yes. Um, why is feminism such a big deal for evangelicals? Because I feel as though it is a central issue, perhaps the central issue for a lot of evangelicals. Um, and uh, the reason, what got me thinking about this was Beth Moore posted on her Twitter. I've been following her on Twitter. I've never been into Beth Moore. I mean, she writes Bible studies for women. You know, I'm a guy. I've just, I've never, she's never been on my radar, but lately she's been really shaking the, rocking the boat. Is that the expression? Yeah. Shaking the <laughs> apple cart or something. <laughs> And she um, left her Southern Baptist yeah. roots. Um, she still considers herself a Baptist. Yeah. Just she's left the Southern Baptist mold, which is basically her livelihood. Yeah. Really. So mm-hmm. leaving it is shifting her career drastically. It'll mean a lot less um, speaking engagements, not as packed mm-hmm. out, not as many book sales. Definitely. You know, when you're in a bubble, in a like. When you leave it, there are consequences. Yes. And she's... So for her to leave, it is... I've never really followed her either, but it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not fully embracing, like, deconstruction or, like, the other side either. So it's like... No, she still sees herself as Christian. She even still sees herself a Baptist. Yeah. And complementarian (laughs) and conservative and everything. So she's, like... She's kind of getting it from both sides because of her convictions, which I do respect, even though I don't agree you know, with her beliefs, but I find her interesting to follow just because I do see that, like, she's actually acting from conviction, and there's so few evangelical leaders, I yeah. feel like, that are doing that. Well, she's starting to, she's, like, willing to step out from a set, um, from a set set of beliefs mm-hmm. of the Southern Baptist that she had to uphold to be mm-hmm. part of it. She's willing to step out of it. To be true to what she feels the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the Southern Baptists don't know everything that the Bible says, <laughs> even though they claim to. <laughs> yeah. So, but 
Yeah. They claim to, but when you're, the reality is that when you're actually in a position like that, you do end up making compromises, even though you don't necessarily yeah. believe it. It's like, yeah. well, you well, end we up, did that with missions. We did. I mean, yeah. we went to a lot of churches that we would never attend otherwise mm-hmm. because they were supporting us or they might support, her, mm-hmm. support us. And there's just one small example because we yeah. can't be, we can't say everything mm-hmm. <laughs> publicly, but you know, like there's just things that you do have to compromise yeah. because it's your livelihood. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a tricky aspect of mixing your livelihood with your beliefs. Yeah. Um, and you can say, well, always be true to yourself. It's like, yes, but that someone saying that has not been in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't, exactly. you can't be part of an organization and just believe whatever the heck you want. Like yeah. it, there are set standards and you sign agreements and mm-hmm. like, it's, it's more complicated than that. Yeah. And you have a, even somebody that has a social media account knows that there's some things you post and they get likes and there's some things you post and they don't. And if you want to be popular, you have to pay attention to that. And if you think of an author, if if they suddenly change direction, you know, they're going to pay a price. So um, she posted a couple of days ago. Let me be blunt. When you functionally treat complementarianism. So complementarianism is the belief that man is the head of the home and woman needs to submit to her. They're very like they don't emphasize submission, but they emphasize Men and women are equal, but in different roles. Yeah. But basically, she submits. That's the long and short of it. Um, <laughs> complementarianism is a doctrine of man. Or, uh, uh, as, this is what she's saying. Yeah, is what she's saying. As if it belongs among the matters of first importance, he has a litmus test for where one stands on inerrancy and authority of scripture. You are the ones who have misused scripture. You went too far. And she goes on to say, I beg your forgiveness where I was complicit. I could not see it for what it was until 2016. I plead- That's when there was the election. Yeah, the first. The one that brought the person we shall not name, <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I plead your forgiveness for how I just submitted to it and supported it and taught it. I trusted that the motives were godly. I have not lost my mind, nor my doctrine, just my naivete. 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 Trying to add some French to your English here. <laughs> I just say it in English. Naivete. Yeah. Naivete. <laughs> and then she adds, and dudes, do not DM me. Spend your energy tending your own house. <laughs> oh. You're not supposed to tend their house. That's the wife's Oh, job. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing. I'm like, she just stepped on toes. <laughs> in complementarian, the man goes out and makes some money right. and he comes home and the woman takes care of everything. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, everybody's got an opinion and, and stuff like that. But it, it sparked my thinking of, like, why is it? Because when I was in, you know, and I was writing seminary papers and I was blogging and stuff like that, I had huge debates with feminists or, or or what I would consider feminists like they would call themselves egalitarian or whatever about what was the role of men and women and the the role of men and women focused on what was the role of women I mean it wasn't really yeah because men can don't have a role right the, except to lead the role of men is to lead women I mean to lead your household right but like yeah who's in your household right and it's um, interesting because like you had all those discussions but meanwhile we're married 
I didn't and you're have like, them with you. <laughs> and you, well, no, no, we did. And you're like, we're complementarian. Yes, we are. And I'm like, no, we are not. <laughs> we're egalitarian. But we kind of figured out that like we meant the same thing, mm-hmm. but we had different words. And I'm not sure that complementarian really was a description mm-hmm. of our relationship. Yeah, Completely. I think we were probably more egalitarian than but I wanted could, to admit. Yeah. <laughs> but like at the time based of like I wanted to be a conservative evangelical. Of course. So and conservative evangelicals are complementarians. Yeah. So you have a spectrum. It starts with like patriarchal mm-hmm. and then complementary complete complementarian, <laughs> which is a made up word. <laughs> and then um egalitarian. So I, I did want to say a description of... Um, and then feminism. Oh, yeah, feminism. But of patriarchy, because that is like... Patriarchy. Patriarchy. Because that is kind of the opposite end of feminism. Mm-hmm. And so I found this, says I, patriarchy is a social system where men hold primary power in political leadership, moral authority, and social privilege. I thought that's a good way to put it. Like mm-hmm. usually I hear of patriarchy like from bibli- with a lot of biblical words, but then you hear of patriarchy like in secular society as well um, from feminists because mm-hmm. it's still, I mean, when you bring it into the Christian circle, there's a lot more Christian language and Bible verses <laughs> added to this description. But it is a basic description of patriarchy in any setting is a social system where men hold primary power in political leadership, moral authority, and social privilege. Um, Hmm. Let me look at that again. So it's a social system because there's egal or there's, there are feminist or matriarchal cultures and then there's patriarchal cultures. Yeah. There don't seem to be very many in between. Where men hold primary power in political leadership, well, most of our political leaders are men. Moral authority, most of our leaders are men. And social privilege. Moral authority, I see it as like the church. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, they've set up the moral authority for the culture in mm-hmm. our North American culture. And women are not allowed to be in leadership. Yeah. So, obviously, it's upholding the social system of patriarchy. Mm-hmm. So when you start to talk about feminism and you're like, why is feminism such a bad word Yeah. in our evangelical circles? It's like, well, because the church is patriarchal. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about feminism, then that means you need to allow women to have a voice in church. You need to allow them to teach. Mm-hmm. You need to allow them to be part of the leadership team and make decisions and help head up the church. I mean, the way I've seen it is you have a team of men, whether you call them elders or leadership or... and they make all the decisions for the church mm-hmm. and there are no women allowed. Even if she's head of a department in the church, she can't be at the leadership team. Yeah. So any concern or any input she wants, she has to communicate it clearly to her husband who has to communicate it to the team. Well, that's a little bit like a telephone game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you just can't communicate. Like it, I feel like it's led into um, very one-sided of course, but not a balanced, not a balanced culture, subculture, mm-hmm. um, because you're lacking one of the, you're lacking, <laughs> you're lacking yeah. input. 
I was going to say one or the two genders, but there's more than two genders. But that's another discussion. <laughs> another discussion. <laughs> one we will have soon. Yeah. So, yeah. What strikes me is like, like the old me would have really re resisted the idea that we are a patriarchy because um, I spent so much time writing papers and, and thinking about like the, I am not a patriarchalist. I am not. And I would see a hard difference between like, you know, 20, 30 years ago or, or certain people that were very strong, like, you know, they're the boss of the home, yeah. you know, and as a complementarian, I think complementarians would say like they put a strong emphasis on love and like okay i'm 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 like jesus that i'm laying down my life for the family yes i have the 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 position of leadership but that leadership means servant leadership so sure i'm in charge but also like it's not just you know honey give me my food and and rub my feet it's like Honey, I'm going to take out the garbage and and what and change kids' diapers, but also I make the decisions. You know. Well, that's that's exactly that last part. I make the decisions. Yeah. You just said that, just like that. Just let it in. I make the decision. Well, just well, just that, a little thing. Just adding that little. That is what complementarian. <laughs> I can't still can't say. It. Um, is is that you? The man is the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So there's a man and Mary, man and a woman married in the typical marriage, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, well, the man is in charge, like you just said. So he's the tiebreaker. So it's not like we both have equal votes in decision mm -hmm. and we come to conclusions together. It's we will talk about it, but at some point I'm gonna have the type. I'm gonna make the final decision, no matter what the woman thinks, and I, I buck against that, and that probably is what pushes and you me. Have. And I always have. And probably what pushes me into the definition of feminism, I guess, because I'm like, we do not need to have a tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. If we can't come to a conclusion together, that means we keep talking about it. Mm -hmm. And we keep figuring it out because we will come to a yeah. conclusion. We do not need one person to be the tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, and we never have. Well, the one time we did was a really bad mistake. Yeah. So that really taught our lesson. Mm -hmm. But the other times like we've been able to discuss we've been able to come to conclusions yeah. so i don't think there needs to be a tiebreaker in any relationship and if you can't come to a conclusion then obviously there's deeper issues to work on mm -hmm. if you can't discuss together so i think like going back to like why is feminism such a bad word well it bucks the entire social system yeah that's what it comes down to it mm -hmm. just bucks the entire social system if you have women that are allowed to have a voice that is just as important in decision making and leading as the man then you can no longer have that patriarchal system mm -hmm. that the church is based on yeah it totally absolutely 100 percent is based on patriarchy mm -hmm. um we do tend to have a very negative view of patriarchy in terms of i feel like we when we think of patriarchy, we think of very abusive mm -hmm. households and relationships, and patriarchy is not always that. Mm -hmm. I think patriarchy can be non-abusive, mm -hmm. and I ugh, makes me almost throw up to say that, yeah. <laughs> um, because I I still think it's very wrong mm -hmm. to have to have that. But 
some people do make it work. They just yeah. have to shut down part of themselves. Mm-hmm. Women have to sh- shut down part of themselves because they cannot become the leader of the home. They mm-hmm. cannot have a strong voice. Um, they cannot be a leader in the church. Yeah, so they do have to shut down part of themselves because just as many men are leaders, there are just as many women who are leaders, mm-hmm. naturally gifted that way. So that's especially frustrating for a woman like that. But I don't know, like, I, yeah. So I think, I think that's why feminism is a bad word. It bucks the entire system that evangelicalism is based on. Mm-hmm. And not just evangelicalism, really a big part of Christianity. I would say probably outside of evangelicalism, but I'm not really familiar. Yeah. I'm just trying to think like pictures I see of like orthodoxy or even Catholicism and stuff. They're men. Mm-hmm. It's still not women. Yeah. And that's outside evangelicalism. So yeah. I think it go- runs a lot deeper. Um, I mean, it's a book. The Bible is a book written in patriarchal times yeah. and society. And we're still trying to convert all other societies and cultures to Bible times. Yeah. <laughs> um. if, uh, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism are patriarchal religions. Yeah. Most religions are. The, I mean, um, Wicca is a feminist religion uh, or a matriarchal religion. Um, in Malawi, where we almost went, um, the Chichewa people are a matriarchal people. Uh, there's a few people, groups, and a few religions in the world that are that are matriarchal or um, woman-led. But mm-hmm. most religions are the male big ones. Led. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a different flavor to them, the male-led religions. Oh, they, for sure. They, I mean, I think you can generalize them as being more intellectually focused, more mm. rules focused, um, more emphasis on, I mean, they, they go to war a lot more <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, than, you know, Wiccans and... Um, Fertility goddesses. Fertility goddesses. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't go to war. They do other things. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to finish my thought earlier that, you know, I was trying so hard to say I'm not patriarchal. I'm a complementarian. But really, it's kind of the same thing. It's just a softer version of it's the same thing. It's a softer version. Because at the end of the day, you're still in charge. Maybe you're a nice person and you're in charge, but you're yeah. still in charge. And I think, like... It worked in our relationship for you to call yourself that, even though I would not have called myself that, because you're very kind, sensitive, mm-hmm. soft, and you're a listener. Mm-hmm. So that worked well, but you put in someone who kind of just grasps that authority more naturally, um, or is not good at listening to others or putting others first, mm-hmm. and it's a bad mix. Yeah. Um, it just leads to a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, I think one good distinction that is made is that um, complementarians firmly believe that there is no uh, fundamental difference between men and women. As far as uh, Galatians 3.23 says, uh, in Christ there is neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, we're all one in Christ. And patriarchal lists or older thinkers will tend to say, well, men are superior in some way. Mm. And so there's this strong emphasis, which I think is really healthy to bring it back to know we're both made in the image of God. Genesis 127, 28, uh, male and female are both made in the image of God. So I think that is an important focus uh, to say, no, there's equality in our fundamental nature. 
But then the complementarian will quickly say we're equal, but we have different roles. Yeah. And that, like, it kind of <laughs> brings like us back roles. to the same place. I get to lead you because I'm the man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really interesting looking back, like, along the same lines. Like, you mentioned how it's just a softer version of patriarchy. And, I mean, I noticed that in myself in a lot of ways. Like, having been raised very legalistic, I took that and tamed it down a little bit. And mm-hmm. that's how I followed. Yeah. So, for example, like more conservative would be like we have all the ba- we don't believe in birth control we have all the babies that god will give mm-hmm. us like if we trust god we will trust him with our fertility as well and he knows best and he will equip us for these babies and he will provide and he like mm-hmm. like we trust god so we that's the quiverful movement that's the quiverful yeah. movement yes um so i got that teaching and then i softened it with like okay well as a christian you know, we're scared of how many babies the Muslims are having. So we also need to, like, mm-hmm. raise a lot of kids for God. Which isn't it soldiers. crazy that literally we, like, not just us, but, like, that's a common thing to say. Oh, like, yes. we need to have more babies than the Muslims. Like, that's... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just bad on so many levels. Like, so many levels. It is xenophobic like and, like... Competition. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, wow, like, we really actually used to think these things. Um... So we went from the quiverful thinking, you and I, to mm-hmm. like, well, we need to raise as many soldiers for God as we can. Mm-hmm. So we'll have as many babies as we can handle. But it was still like as many as we could. Yeah. So it's a softer version of it. It's a better version of it. But it's still not a good version of yeah. it. Um, and so kind of, I think we do that in a lot of teachings. Like, oh, well, well, we're better than them. Yeah. I mean, we're better than the quiverful ones. We're better than the super strict patriarchal families. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're equals, but different. Mm-hmm. Like, we're equal, but have different roles. I'll go make the money and you cook the meals and mm-hmm. clean the poop. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. I think, I think we do that. Like, we tend to like to say, like, well, there's those people on that side of me. There's those people on that side of me and I'm in the middle. Yep. But it depends who you're picking for each yes, side. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So you feel like you're balanced. Yeah. I felt like I was balanced. Yeah. And then I step back and I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we took one step away from the crazies. And then we said, like, we're normal. <laughs> <laughs> and then you step out even more of the bubble. And mm. suddenly you're like, I got five freaking kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> our minivan doesn't even fit. These car seats and the appointments to dentists are like take a month because there's so many kids to alternate. Mm. It's just, it's above the average. It is above the average. <laughs> and the world, our world is not designed. No, so it's for... extremely stressful yeah. because, like, also stepping out of homeschooling and these things. So suddenly, like, they go to school. It's like, well, how am I supposed to handle? this many teacher meetings or this much homework or the, like it's not set up for that mm-hmm. um so yes like you said depends who you pick as your arbitrary mm-hmm. <laughs> goals or post goal post yes on each other. i i'm curious what you you said earlier that um it can work and i've been thinking about that because it does seem like there are societies and I think we can be, we can have this arrogance that slips in and, and makes us think like, well, this is the only way to do it. And then you think, well, 
if you go to India and they have patriarchal families, like who are we to step in there and be like, no, you're doing it wrong, you know, or, you know, any of the other or the matriarchal societies in in Malawi, like there are different ways that work and it does work and it has worked for many years. And you said that patriarchalism, like it is one way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, um, do you think it did work in Bible times? Well, it seemed to have worked. I mean, from what we know, which I guess I've only ever studied the Bible, so it's not a very balanced view. No. Um, but they took care of their widows, and they, they had system to take care of the unwed women, mm-hmm. girls, and the, like that seemed to have worked. I mean, there's stories and stories of the husbands that die and the brotherhood <laughs> Mirrors his wife to keep mm-hmm. or um so it seems to have worked mm-hmm. but it doesn't i mean society changes yeah and just because it worked back then doesn't mean it will work now or should work now and because it works in a certain country doesn't mean we can make it work here like it it seems like you get immigrants that come and it, it it's tougher mm-hmm. to live in their society and their kids tend to buck the system Mm-hmm. and fit in the new society that, that they're living in. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense. I mean, even just in a smaller way for myself, like as a young teenager, we moved from Quebec, French culture, to English culture in Ontario. And it's changed our family dynamic drastically. Like we mm-hmm. no longer really fit in Quebec. Yeah. But for us to have up- upheld that Quebec culture and mindset so much in Ontario wouldn't have been good. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know, there's like, it's not all bad that culture mm-hmm. changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does cause a lot of problems, I think, when you try to buck the system too much. Yeah. Like transport a very strong cultural family from India or Pakistan or to Canada and or the States, that would be even worse. Mm-hmm. But like, it just, it wouldn't really work outside their own little bubble. Yeah. Um, yeah. They'd have to create other little bubbles and then connect only with those bubbles. Yeah. I've watched some, like, reality TV shows and, like, um, from, I think it was from India. And um, uh, they, their, woman, their girls are, like, good education like some of them good education doctors like well educated really really well um but <laughs> now they're being forced to meet all these men to for the parents to arrange a marriage because mm-hmm. they still need to be a wife and they still need to have the kids and then they will move into the husband's family's home oh wow with the mother-in-law <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and some of them are really struggling because they're from this super cultural bubble, yeah. And but they were raised in North America, and mm-hmm. they were highly educated. But there's still this huge pull where they have to fit their mold of their culture um, in patriarchal or or matriarchal. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's that tells them what to do, and I think feminism kind of comes against that. It's like yeah. we are our own people; we're individuals, and Someone else doesn't get to dictate what I do with my body in my life. Mm-hmm. 
So this is cool because I didn't completely have an answer to this question, but I, I'm, it's making more and more sense. It feels like the church culture that we were raised with is trying to hold on to something from the past. Yeah. And I think especially like it was the sexual revolution in the 60s with, you know, birth control. And now, you know, sex doesn't have to result in the baby. And yeah. that changes how we do sex. And it changes. And then there's feminism and, you know, women can join the workforce and, and different cultural changes. And many churches are trying to circle the wagons and be like, no, 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 we're going to stay. We're going to not change. Mm -hmm. But feminism is something that can come in and actually, you know, destroy the whole system yeah. in a way. In a way, it is, sure. it's like toxic <laughs> to the patriarchal. It is toxic to the patriarchal. Like it's, system. it's poison too. <laughs> yeah. Like it, so no wonder there, there's a yeah. fear of feminism. And it's portrayed so badly that even girls and women in that system fear it yeah and don't ever want to be called mm -hmm. a feminist because it's evil it's mm -hmm. seen as so evil and so against god and against the bible and against nature and so you don't so women and girls end up um continuing patriarchy system mm -hmm. like you would think as women and girls we would buck out of that but when you're taught over and over and over how negative it is and how ungodly mm -hmm. it is and and evil and all that then then you do buck against it yeah and you do uphold the patriarchy and continue it on because mm -hmm. it feels like i mean th this is the problem with trying to create a, like a bubble like a subculture like yeah. it, it feels like it's a subculture <laughs> it wouldn't have been unhealthy in its own context yeah That's, i mean there's pros and cons right like a widow is not the same as a widower back in that day you know a widower has options a widow doesn't but like at least it worked yeah whereas trying to create the subculture there's it's artificial yeah and it feels like it feels like there's a lot of pressure, especially put on the women to submit and to conform and to, you know, don't be that, that, that type of woman, Yeah. you know, that independent, that strong headed, that, that, yeah. And, <laughs> and I've, I've been really surprised, um, as I've been, I've been trying to listen to more women speak, uh, on Twitter and on Instagram and reading books and stuff like that and podcasts, just hear the other perspective because I've been taught you only listen to men, which is another way that we uphold the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. You know, you only listen to men. And I've been realizing I've only been listening to white American well, because men. Because it's sinful for a woman to teach men. Right. Which is another way, by the way, that's just one way to interpret that passage. But that is the only way we've learned is that women cannot speak and women cannot preach and, and women cannot teach in any way uh, a man. So then you end up not listening to women, which yeah. then secures the patriarchy. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think the other thing that reinforces that is then men are the only one listening or men are the only ones teaching and we are all listening to each other. So it creates some pretty big blind spots. Yeah, for sure. Like I've been, as I've been listening to women more, I realize, wow, I've got a, I've had a huge blind spot for <clears throat> how women are like, they don't have an equal place. And the way that men speak about their bodies in religious spaces is not healthy. The way that abuse is dealt with is not healthy. Yeah. Um, 
and you know there's a whole bunch of other issues that are huge blind spots that we don't see because we're only talking to one another yeah and, and we don't have that balanced perspective yeah what do you think is more important to have a long-lasting marriage or to have healthy individuals <laughs> i'm like duh <laughs> healthy individuals yeah. that's again another way that the system has upheld marriage to be the end all and be all the goal you marry off your kids as young as possible so that they don't you know mm-hmm. dare have sex outside of marriage and then they have and then they're stuck in that marriage because mm-hmm. divorces kids as soon as possible and lots of kids yeah you have i mean yeah if you like get into quibble teaching then you don't use birth control so you have a honeymoon baby and you just have lots of kids and um and sometimes that is not a lot of kids but it's a lot of miscarriages which is like extremely hard on the body um so you can end up with really bad home life mm-hmm. um kids that are so young like 19 18 20 mm-hmm. and don't know themselves yet haven't grown yet haven't been outside their parents influence yet haven't been outside the home yet well um male brains don't finish developing until around 25 i think women it's around 23 or something like that but they're they're still kids yeah <laughs> sorry to say i mean we've changed a ridiculous since amount since we got married we got married at 21 and 22 yeah we were kids we were kids we were not um and it's not that i'm against people getting married young but i think at some point you have to realize that marriage is not the end all be all that we make it out to be like we make it out to be if you can stick it out through marriage you'll go to heaven like it mm-hmm. we, we they never say that directly but it's the godly thing to do and it's extremely bad to get divorced and if you get divorced you can no longer be a leader in the church and well you, you lose divorced, your status you lose your status and, and you'll never you get can it back never get back so you can never you can't speak in the church anymore you can't be a leader in church anymore you can't get remarried anymore and if you do get remarried then you're two strikes against you um so you end up in marriages that are very stuck and that is not healthy mm-hmm. at all. So is marriage great? Yes. But some marriages are done after mm-hmm. a while. And I think that's, it sounds extremely hard to leave marriages, like to, you know, the whole process, divorce, custody, all this, like extremely hard. But I think it can lead to a much better outcome for both partners and for the kids even if they have to split their time Mm -hmm. between parents if they can have healthier parents that's much better than a marriage held together because the church says so and if there's a situation of abuse yes then the church should and any religious person should fully support the victim but i think like i mean we've experienced this with the domestic abuse from your childhood like Unless it's extremely visible and mm-hmm. or that someone has gone through it themselves, it's hidden abuse. Mm-hmm. And then it's not considered to be enough Yeah, in the church for communication to be cut off, for going no contact, for mm-hmm. leaving a marriage. Um, <sighs> that makes me mad. Mm-hmm. Makes me really mad. And it's really like when you... I guess it also ties into like you don't have sex before you're married so you're really young and so sometimes you get married really quickly mm-hmm. because it's encouraged and it's the goal of your life is to get married mm-hmm. basically yeah. um, 
and then also then you get to have sex um so you don't necessarily get to know each other fully Mm -hmm. or if you add in even courtship and like the parents heavily involved in the relationship and you're never alone you're never like then even more strikes again get against getting to know each other fully before and i think it's easy to like miss whether you really are a good fit together or if because some personalities just don't really mesh outside Mm -hmm. of the crush stage Mm -hmm. (laughs) or you can like people are multifaceted and you can fall in love with one facet of the person yes especially if you're and it's true love and it's true love you truly love bible school jane but then bible school jane goes out of bible school and there's other facets of her life that you're not aware of nope and that's why it's nice to tap the brakes a little bit mm-hmm. and, and maybe date for a couple of years instead of doing the quick quick marriage that's encouraged. But, yeah, going back to your question of, like, it's better to have healthy individuals, even if it means parting ways. I actually mm-hmm. think parting ways from marriage that's not a good fit, even if it's not an abusive fit, but not a good fit. I think that's really um, strong. Yeah. I think that that shows a lot of strength. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, we're more worth it than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently heard a story of someone who, who got divorced from her husband of like 10 years. And, um, and then she went on to marry someone else and he went on to marry someone else and they both had kids and they, they're both so happy. And she's like, we never could have had that together. And now I'm in a happy relationship that is good for me. And he's, because they've chatted a little bit, you know, over time. And like, and he's in a good relationship mm-hmm. and thriving. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a beautiful story. Yeah. Like it, I'm sure that was a tough decision to make. Mm-hmm. But they did the right decision. Yeah. And now they both get to have healthy home lives. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of work to be done to destigmatize divorce and yeah. to to celebrate those stories because I'm thinking of you a few people now as well and I'm thinking like of course like they're you know divorce is hard every like there's every once in a while there's an amicable divorce but I mean it's often quite difficult yeah. and everybody knows that but I feel like people that go through that and then they learn so much about themselves through that pain and then they go into the next marriage and they're like this one's, you know, they, they do, they don't make the same mistakes, yeah. you know? And it's like, it often is just a really beautiful thing yeah. that needs to be celebrated more. Yeah. I mean, there are verses in the Bible about divorce, but what it's talking about is a patriarchal society where women have no options and the men are just like younger wife, younger wife, younger wife. That's what's being condemned. It's not, you know these situations of people fleeing from uh, abuse or um, yeah. something like that. Last question for you. Okay. What is more important, sins against the individual or sins against the community? Oof. Hmm. I don't think that's cut and dry. I think that's one of those gray, mm-hmm. gray question. Um I think both of us from our backgrounds and church experience, we were taught that everything's black and white. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and I think that's one of those issues that is not black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it would be wrong to uphold in individuals over community all the time and it would be wrong mm -hmm. to uphold community over the individual all the time mm -hmm. I think there has to be compromise or it has to be sometimes be one sometimes be the other um, but I honestly don't think there's one or the other I think it's great well, I was going to answer you in black and white. <laughs> I'm sure. So <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that, but I think I think you've convinced me that <laughs> there's no black and white answer to this. But I think sins against the individual are usually more important than sins against the community. Especially when by community, what we mean is the church and right. the church, you know, having that organization and, and looking good and functioning well. Yes. And I, I feel as though um, a healthy church will recognize that the individuals and the happiness of the individuals is more important than the church, quote unquote, functioning like everybody wants it to or, or functioning up to the ideal. And an unhealthy church or community of any sort is going to say, the group is more important. The appearance is more important. The functioning is more important. And I think this is kind of what it comes down to is like feminism comes in and it's like, no, actually I'm worth it. I'm not mm -hmm. worth sacrificing my life and you're going to teach me about submission. And then you're going to teach me about like, oh, just leave it to Jesus and all these ways to just kind of let myself go um, and disappear as a human being to uphold this system. Just be a baby machine. Yeah. And it's like, and feminism is like, no, I'm an individual. I want to be happy in my life. This is my life. I only get one. I'm going to find a man that treats me right. I'm yeah. only going to have as many kids as I can for, for my, you know, sanity. sanity. <laughs> and, and the church system is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like our system only works if we have a certain, the right number of baby making machines. <laughs> well, that's how you grow the church. It man. is how you grow the church. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> Yes. Uh, anyways. Yeah, no, I totally hear what you're saying. I was thinking of it from a different angle. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely, like, I don't... I don't know why there's so much... In church, we're told, like... Look at my thoughts here. Um, that we don't want to tint the, the image of the church. Taint. 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 Taint the image of God, the image mm -hmm. of Jesus, and we are the image of God. But also, we're also told that, like, the church is not a building, it's the people. Mm -hmm. And yet, the people are also told not to show any negativity or questioning or, or individualistic thinking because we're a community and we're a group and we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Like that mm -hmm. term is actually used in many churches, like yeah. brothers or sisters in Christ. Um, but it, it takes away the individual. And if mm -hmm. an individual steps out, the individual is outside the circle. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm feeling that because mm -hmm. I'm no longer in the weekly get together and all this, like I'm outside the circle mm -hmm. because I decided to put my individual self above the group. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, I think if if they truly mean it that we're people, the church is that the church is the people and mm -hmm. not just the building, then there's got to be some changes mm -hmm. because we're making people shut down mm -hmm. and hide and talk in secret 
about the problems. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I experienced it last year, something else. Like, someone who's like, oh, yes, like, like I don't know what's going on in my future. Like, the house won't sell forever. And so I have these dreams, but I can't do it. And lots of But I'm just trusting Jesus. And I'm just happy. And it's not bothering me. So she was, like, saying this in church. But then in person, it's like, oh, I can't stand it anymore. I'm just losing it. I'm having such a hard time. And, mm-hmm. and it's like... That's what she said to you personally. Yes. And the same I just... Br- saw, the same day, I think, wasn't it? This, I was just floored. I was like, I, I kind of knew, I kind of suspected it, that this happens, you know? Like, mm-hmm. But I saw it so clearly. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's just one example that is an example of many. I think it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Where we just like, praise God. But any difficulty with that is held down. And, mm-hmm. and it was a completely normal response to be stressed out because her dream wasn't working out because her house wasn't selling. That's mm-hmm. completely normal physical response. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's shut down. So yeah. yes, we hold the individual over the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a place to hold a community like i don't know yeah just... there there is i i could certainly imagine sins against the community that would hurt the whole community i mean obviously abuse yeah is something that would hurt the whole community but yeah well wow. good discussion so well thanks for listening today as we thought out loud that's what we like to do um yeah it's been interesting i i honestly didn't have a a clear understanding of of what i was what i was thinking about this topic and it was helpful to have a feminist wife have a feminist wife (laughs) yes a mind of my own (laughs) and i no longer feel like that's a bad word yay (laughs) i think i might even be becoming a feminist possibly All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, maybe we'll do more. I don't know. We'll see. Bye. Bye. <laughs>